Lord said in his heart, Never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. From the book of Genesis. Hello everyone, I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature, breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the Almanac for August 5th to 12th, 2022, first quarter of the Sturgeon Moon, and includes some leaves from the Almanac archives. Here are some natural events. According to the venerable Old Farmer's Almanac, the dog days of summer extend from the first week of July to the second week of August. They are the hot and muggy days we endure in the interval between the sterling and crystal days of late spring and the buff and brown days of late summer, when clearer skies and cooler nights prevail. The dog days were named in ancient times for the rising of Sirius, the dog star. Aristotle refers to them in his physics, and the Romans called them canicularis dies, or the days of the little dogs. Even the Book of Common Prayer of 1552 declares that the dog days begin July 6th and end August 17th. But perhaps this is only for Anglicans. It's easy to grumble about the weather anytime, but just think for a moment where we would be without it. Better hot weather or cold weather than no weather. I figure these sultry days are to make up for the bone-chilling cold of late January and February, finally getting our body temperatures back up to 98.6. So here's a field and forest report. Many varieties of goldenrod, solidago species, are coming into bloom as is ragweed, Ambrosia artemisifolia, with its filigreed leaves and green flowers, causing hay fever. Coincidentally, eyebright, a Euphrasia species, known for its anti-allergy properties, is coming to bloom at the same time along the pathways. Tiny white flowers tinted with purple on short stems with even tinier dark green leaves. Now the dog days could also be called the cricket days as these charming chanters enter their glistening adult stage and sing endless love songs to each other, reminding us that summer is far from over and there's still plenty of time for splendor in the grass. Yellow-banded grasshoppers click-clack back and forth in front of us as we amble and saunter through the fields. 
And here's a saltwater report. Just below the surface, mackerel are fleeting, flashing silver flanks to the sun. Mackerel fishers line the docks and breakwaters, casting again and again. Gulls, terns, and cormorants throw back their heads as their catch slides slick down their throats. Sandpipers and yellow legs strut along the shores, raising their feet as off a hot sidewalk, then fly off, all piping together in squadrons skimming over the waves. Sweet, hot, moist summer, wondrous summer. And here's a rank opinion. In Aesop's ancient fable about the grasshopper and the ant, the grasshopper gets some seriously negative spin. It's true that the ants stay ever so busy preparing their colonies for winter, but the grasshoppers are decidedly not fiddling away the summer. They are feeding, and when they reach maturity in a month or two, grasshoppers will lay numerous eggs stocked with enough rich proteins produced by their summer labors to preserve their eggs through the cold winter after the mother unselfishly dies from the cold. In the spring, her eggs hatch out young hopper nymphs, orphaned before their birth. Sounds pretty noble to me. Besides, some ants can give you a nasty bite or tunnel into your woodwork. And they're such puritanical busybodies anyway, don't you think? In any event, we humans could take a lesson from both the grasshopper and the ant when it comes to providing for the health and security of their young and the future of the planet. It's the lesson of self-sacrifice and hard work for coming generations. And finally, a seed pod, a couple of seed pods to carry around with you this week. The first one from the American naturalist Hal Borland. Summer is a promissory note signed in June. It's long days spent and gone before you know it and due to be repaid next January. And for the Greek historian Hesiod, it will not always be summer. Build barns. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>